Welcome to Shedding Shackles. This is a Best of Shedding Shackles program, originally aired May 20, 2018. And now, from the Center for Common Sense Counseling, here's Roland Trujillo. Today, I want to talk about prayer. I want to talk about prayer. You know what prayer really is. Prayer is、uh, becoming still and experiencing God. That's what prayer really is. Well, let's talk about it. You know, you may have noticed that when you rush around, which a lot of us do, don't we? We rush around. But the more you rush around, the more you get involved in things, the more you hurry, the less centered you are. Have you noticed? You become, you feel frazzled, you feel utter, off, you feel pulled, pulled from your center, which you are. And, and you can actually feel yourself being pulled into, into everything. Some people, you know, have a fear of open spaces. I think it has a metaphysical beginning for them because they sense. See, see what it is is that when, when you develop a habit of, of getting involved, of being pulled into everything and involved in everything and distracted by everything, everything captures your attention. Every, everybody needs something and wants something, and you try to meet everyone's needs. Or people keep pulling on you and pulling on you at work or at home, and, and then you, you resist, you resent them, you resent their demands. They say things in a nice way, would you mind doing this and would you mind doing that? Or they, or they don't do for themselves. How many of you have people at home that won't do for themselves? They just don't, won't do, and then you, you feel compelled to, to do it for them. So you do it for them, but then you resent them. But whether you do for them, whether you get pulled into, into other, others' lack of self sufficiency, or whether you overextend yourself, or others are too demanding of you, or others are pressuring you, and you comply and comply and perform and perform, you feel yourself being pulled out of your center. But what I was going to say is whether it's that or whether you resent other people's demands. Their couch demands or overt demands and their pressures and their insinuations. They're always teasing you, always challenging you to rise to the occasion. And you can't resist, can you? You can't resist. But when you do resist, until you become enlightened, until you learn the secret way of, resi- of, re- of, of resisting without, en- without drawing up energy. Remember, Christ said, Resist not evil. Resist not evil. See, you have to learn how to resist without resenting. Resist without becoming angry. Resist without becoming tense. Resist without becoming nervous. Resist without becoming guilty. See, that's what happens. People demand of you, or they, or they don't do for themselves, and then you feel compelled to do for them. But then you resent them. And eventually, you don't want to do it anymore, and so you. Maybe you even speak up. Usually you don't. You just are resentful. But when you're resentful, what happens? When you're resentful, you feel guilty for the resentment because resentment is wrong. It's a wrong kind of energy. It's a wrong kind of mindset. And you, you sense it in your being, so you feel guilty. 
But instead of, of just looking at that, instead what you do is you, you try to get rid of the guilt by, being, by doing for them. So you end up doing for them or doing even more than they wanted, trying to be nice and curry favor and get their approval to take away their, see, to placate guilt. So now what you must learn, less is better than more. You must learn to remain in your center. And when you're starting on the path to enlightenment, when it begins, maybe I, I should talk about that. Would, would you like me to talk about getting started on the path to enlightenment? I'll talk about that. I think it might be helpful, very helpful to a lot of people. This is one of my Keep It Simple programs, which are very good because a lot of people are just listening in for the first time. And even those who've heard me for a long time, a nice, simple, back-to-basics program could be very helpful to you. So stay tuned and find out how to begin your path to enlightenment. Hi, this is Roland. I just wanted to say a special hello and welcome and uh, express my gratitude to listeners in beautiful Southland and Inland Empire, San Bernardino, Yakaipa, Redlands, Hemet, Riverside, Palm Springs, Banning, Temecula, Moreno Valley, and all points around there. Thank you all for listening. Life is supposed to be happy and sweet, an adventure, a wonderful, wonderful adventure. And it may once again become a wonderful adventure for you, and brightness will be restored in joy. Something like what you once knew when you were a little child. But in order to rediscover it and experience it, this joy, you must see what your mistakes are. Okay? You must come to a full understanding of your mistakes, and that's what I'm helping you to, hopefully, to do. Now, today we're talking about enlightenment. And becoming enlightened is very much learning about the errors, seeing the nature of your errors, see, which a lot of you don't know what they are. No one has taught you properly, and you could intuitively figure them out, but you've gotten so far from your center that you've lost touch with your intuition, except for vague anxiety or guilt sometimes. So we must get back to basics now. Let's talk about the path to enlightenment. Perhaps it begin it begins when it begins as a period of soul searching. You sense a person senses something missing in their life. They're not sure what it is, but they know something is missing. They know it it can't be met by others. You know, you've tried everything. You've tried work, school, getting other people's approval, being ambitious. You've tried romance and you've tried relationships and you've tried um study and you've tried everything okay well many of the those things have a certain value but it's not the ultimate answer something is still missing and you may try different uh, spiritual practices different churches 
different organized religions and organized uh, spiritual groups and philosophies and rituals and movements, and you try all kinds of different stuff. Okay, well, it may have some value, but it's still not the complete answer. Now, you may not verbalize that in your mind, but it's just something you sense that there has to be more to life than eating, drinking, you know, partying, studying, all that kind of stuff. There has to be more. So, it's like something is calling you, calling you. Well, so you have this thoughtfulness about you, see, which which maybe you always had that even when you were a child, but when you were a child and you were thoughtful, well, people misinterpreted it. If you didn't answer right away, they said, what's your problem? I asked you a question. You were just trying to be thoughtful. Or they asked you a question and you didn't know the answer, so you didn't respond because you didn't know. So they became angry and impatient and you had to make something up. They wouldn't, see, they wouldn't give you the space to, to be thoughtful. Or if, if everyone else was laughing and Make, and, and having some, some silly, uh, loud, boisterous um, yelling and screaming and laughing and a bunch of silliness. And you didn't join in. Well, they looked at you and said, well, what's the matter with you? Are you a spoil sport or a goody two-shoes? Or they tried to make it seem like there was something wrong with you for not going along with their foolishness. Well, now you're an adult now, okay? So now you, it's okay to be thoughtful. But you see, your problem's always been that you resented such things. You resented other people. You resented their pressures. You resented their foolishness. You resented yourself. See, and you became confused and doubtful, and you resented that. So you resented everything. Okay, and then when people, and then when you were resentful and, and morose, see, see how resentment colors everything? It, it takes simple thoughtfulness, and it, it turns it into something negative because of the resentment. See, then you resented yourself, and then you, you just sort of became resentful. And then when people were happy, you saw somebody who was happy or cheerful, then you resented them for being happy and cheerful. You resented everything. You resented life, maybe even resented God. But now, now instead of resenting, you just you begin to just look at things instead of resenting them, resenting yourself. And God enters your life. And the way he enters your life is you begin to see... You begin to see some of your errors. And the first error you begin to see is undoubtedly that of resentment. You begin to see that you're a resentful person. And seeing that, it sobers you, it, it chastens you, it, it quietens you. And this sweet quietness is not of yourself, but of God, by the grace of God. And with it begins the most wonderful journey of your life. Journey back to your Creator. Hi everyone, this is Roland. I just want to take a moment to introduce myself. Well, I've been around 28 years now on the radio. And I, uh, I'm just a man with a microphone. Well, I'm a lot closer to 70 than I am to 65, so I'll give you an idea that I've been around for a while, okay? But I understand some basic things, but more importantly, I know how to recover from them. Some basic things that go wrong, like resentment, hostility, and unfinished business, and 
not finding the purpose of your life, okay? Getting sidetracked, conforming to other people, and then find, finding out you missed the boat. So I know how to recover from that kind of stuff. And I know the answer is spiritual. And it has something to do with God. And it has something to do with Christ. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams, and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like coming up out of being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and you take a wonderful deep breath of fresh air, okay? That's what you need to do to come out of those nightmare, those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality, the blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay? And find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. I was talking before the break about the beginning of, of enlightenment. The beginning of one's path back to your center, instead of being pulled in all directions. Coming back to your center and discovering the meaning of life and your, your purpose for existence. And much, much more. And I said that it begins with seeing your own resentment. In God's light, see, God enters your life. First, you don't, you don't know that it's him in the very beginning. All you know is that now you see your own resentment. You see that you're angry. You were angry at people, at your mom, and at your dad, and other kids, and angry at yourself, and angry at your partner, and just angry and resentful. And you see that, but now you see that there's something wrong with that resentment. You see that, and it's um, it's humbling. You're sad to, sad to see that about yourself. Now you see that it's wrong. And then you see some other things along with it in God's light. Okay? See, before you lived in darkness, before you were dead in your sins, as Christ said. But now there's a little bit of light. You're not resisting the light. See, that's that's how you resisted the, right, the light, one of the ways of resisting the light, resisting the truth, resisting seeing your own errors by, is by resenting, resenting the very light, resenting your very conscience. And the other way that you escaped from the light was by rushing around. So now you see, now you also begin to see a couple of other things in connection with this resentment and hostility and, and judgment of other people. So you begin to see you're much more judgmental than you realize, much more. But this time you don't hate yourself. You, 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 begin, you stop blaming other people. You stop blaming them. 
Maybe because now you're walking in their shoes. See, you resented your mom and dad. But now that you're older, now you see that you're just like them. Now you see maybe they weren't being mean on purpose or confusing on purpose. Maybe they were struggling just as you are now. So now you, you give up your resentment toward them. But you also see that all of your rushing around, you begin to sense that all of your rushing around and all of your everything, almost everything that you do, even your acting nice and smiling and laughing and, and doing for other people, it's all based in resentment. It's all a compensation for resentment. It's all done out of resentment. Even for your family, you rush around doing for them and you see that you resent, that it's based in resentment. So all of your rushing around to all the world, you look like a wonderful person, but it's all based in resentment. Now you see that. And again, it's sobering. It's, well, it's, uh, it's chastening. Now, instead of resenting other people and blaming them, you simply see your own error and you're sad about what you see. You regret what you see about yourself. And you also see that you can't change yourself. See that something else you see in the light. You see, you see all these things. You see how resentful you have been. Now you see that it's wrong. Before you didn't see that it was wrong. And you see that, and you see that you're rushing around and doing for other people is, is a compensation. But now you also see that you can't change yourself. So you experience a helpless, a helpless sadness, a helpless regret about what you have become, and you see that you can't change yourself. But lo and behold, even as you see that, and you resist trying to change. See, before you always tried to improve. You tried to make yourself good. It was another way of, of, um, of denying the truth. It was another way by trying to make yourself look good. See, in the eyes of other people. And then they told you that you were good. But inside, before the light, you were still angry and resentful. But now you just see that you are. And now you cease and desist from your angers and your resentments and your compensations and you become just a regular person you let your hair down and stop trying to save yourself and place the burden of your salvation upon God hi this is Roland are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? how to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? and how to have understanding when you deal with other people. Okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it.
Indeed, I am happy to be here in the Southland. It feels, it feels right, somehow. Southland, Inland Empire. There's a reason why I'm here. I don't know why, but there has to be. I've been on, on stations all over the country. I mean, you name it. But here I am now. Here I am. So there must be a reason. Maybe there's some person here in uh, the Inland Empire that listens in one Sunday morning and their life is changed. Okay? And it makes it all worthwhile. Yes, it makes it all worthwhile. Like I've said so many times, life is supposed to be a life of joy, a life of discovery and adventure. Yes, that's the way life is supposed to be, and it will be. Not because I say so, but because it will be so if you can quietly see the truth and not resent it, and not resent yourself and not resent anyone. Just see your own um, wrong, okay? And also see that you couldn't help yourself when you were a little child. You were only a little child, and people pressured you and, and challenged you. And your father was kind of weak, probably. He wasn't there for you. Your mom was angry. And so uh, they messed up, okay? They didn't guide you properly. Now you see they couldn't help it either. So now you see all of that, and you lighten up. See, that's enlightenment in God's light. You begin to see these things. And if you can just experience the, the regret for what you see about yourself without resenting the light that's showing it to you, without blaming someone else, and without reaching for distractions, reaching for people and places and approval and reaching for your iPhone and reaching for food and reaching for marijuana and reaching for alcohol and reaching for work and reaching for all these things to distract you, to take you away from the plain and simple truth. But here's a beautiful thing. When you quietly, in your heart, without words, you just quietly become still and see your own wrong and don't resent seeing it, then you also see something else. You realize, wordlessly, because he makes you to realize. You realize that he's showing you. He's wordlessly, without words, he's showing you your own wrong. He's shining a light on it and you see it. Seeing it, you regret what you see and maybe you cry a tear or sob a little bit. But then you know what? It's a happy sad. Because even as you see your own wrong and regret what you see, you also realize that God sends his light and shows you, but you realize that he doesn't hate you. He doesn't resent you. He doesn't, you may judge him, but he doesn't judge you. You may resent, you may have resented him, but he doesn't resent you. He just wants you to see your error. And now seeing it, you realize that he's showing you so that you can be better. And you also see that he forgives you. That's very beautiful. It's a, it's a sad glad. You're sad to see your own wrong, but you're glad to, to come clean. You're glad to, to come clean. And afterwards you feel, you feel purged. Afterwards you feel a catharsis, a release. You're released from the burden that had been upon you. And then you, you wipe the tears from your eyes and comb your hair and go out and face the day. But now you know something else? 
you see that the, the birds are singing a little more sweetly and the puffy clouds in the blue sky are a little prettier and somehow life is fresh and beautiful. It's like you're starting all over again. You feel like you're starting all over again. But this time it's not a false thing. This time it's not a contrived thing or a willful thing or something you've planned or something you're doing out of anger or something you're doing see ambitiously now it's just happening of itself and so it's beautiful and it's good and now you can go out in the world and be a mom or a dad and do your work and do all the things but now you know that God exists and now you know that he loves you and doesn't hate you and now you can go out into the world and become an observer of life See things and marvel at them and wonder, and you won't hate people anymore. Now you'll begin to discover patience with people, a patience you never had before. And now you begin to understand. You'll see why people are the way they are. You won't hate them anymore. And life is good. Got a question or a comment? You can call my listener call-in line anytime, 24-7. The number is 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. You know, you really ought to try the meditation. If you like this program, if you hear something here that you've always yearned to hear, well, then the next step would be to get the meditation. Because it's so simple, but so important, because most people are lost between their ears. Most people are lost in worries, doubts, and fears, and all kinds of emotions, and upsets, and worries. And so, be nice to come out of that. Come back to the present where the birds are singing. So, go to SheddingShackles.com and look for the free meditation could do you a world of good. So now, dear prodigal son or prodigal daughter, are you ready to give up your resentments and let your hair down and become like a, a little child again? Christ said, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Go through life like a, like a, a little child on vacation, observing all the things and marveling and wondering, and don't resent people anymore, would you please? Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.